Spotlight Light is on, Eric. All right. Shining bright. And this is on you and me. Week. Yeah, on both yeah, of us. On you and me. And this, All actually, right. before I go into it, it is the spotlight for the week of November 29th. Uh, it is Angels Week. It's a fifth week. But it is the spotlight for the Weird Science DC Comics podcast, a podcast that me and you both put on with help from our friends in the Get Fresh crew. Beep doop, boop. Doop. Every Sunday. Every single Sunday. We've missed one week, Eric, the second week of podcasting we ever did, and we've been going strong since. Well, we've been going. Yeah, we've been going. Is it strong? (laughs) Is it? (laughs) That's up for debate. But, uh, yeah, if you're tuning in right now and haven't listened to our main podcast, it is a very long podcast. It can be up to 12 hours long, though uh, recently it's been about eight. We have trimmed the fat, Eric. That's right. I'm not talking about me. Uh, because uh, we do have a Patreon account as well. And in the Patreon account, if you go and uh, you know help us out, subscribe, whatever you want to call it, uh, you will also get some extra books, which we like to call the Patreon Spotlight. And if you go over to the Patreon account, which is patreon.com slash weirdscience, you can check all that out. You can do different levels. You'll get to hear this, all different shows. We actually have now 101 all right. exclusive shows. Uh, you know, 101 podcasts on Patreon since the middle of, of June. So yeah. if, if you're worried about you know going over and, and helping us out, subscribing, I, I like to just think subscribing. I don't want to say helping us out uh, because we do like to try to give people something for what they you know put in. Uh, we're I not just the $5 asking. level, though, obligates the person to help me move. No, it does. But that, okay. that's helping you out, but also you have to buy the pizza. So you're helping them out. The you're Come helping on. back. But yes, uh, with this, we do try to get – and if you are somebody who's been on some sort of Patreon deal or you don't even know what that is, if you go over to patreon.com slash weirdscience and check it out, uh, I, I think that you'll see that we do put in some hard work for people. Like I said, 101 episodes of different shows since the middle of June. So yeah, you'll get a bang for your buck. But back to what I was talking about, we have a spotlight each week. Just like this spotlight, we have a Patreon-only spotlight Well, you, we're going to talk about two books that will not be on the main podcast the only way you can listen to them is to subscribe on the patreon account and this week and and it's picked by the badasses of the patreon get fresh crew beep boop, boop. Boop. and this week they picked uh, batman creature of the night number one and also we throw in there for a double header justice league of america annual number one so pretty much in my neck of the woods you are getting what i thought was the best book of the week and the worst Derek. so it, it, it's a roller coaster ride of emotions over there on the patreon Both sides but of the also spectrum right there for you patreons only yes and also uh, this week uh on the patreon account we also had me and brandon's far out sports nuts we have a sports show that we do it was episode 11 of that talked a lot about the nfl this week uh usually we try to mix in a little bit more though our forte right now is the nfl well, it's football uh, I, season. I use it yeah but that's also basketball and hockey season too uh but uh it's this week it was season. very heavy football and if you're an eagles fan you could subscribe and hear me gloat about the Eagles, and also hear me talk trash about my fantasy football team that ended up kicking me in the ass. Just the trash talking. I thought I had vaulted in the first place, and yet I did not. 
So you, you can hear that. Me and Brandon have fun with that. We have certain, you know, different segments on their audio clip of the week. We usually have a segment called Issue or Asshole. And, you know, all this sort of thing. It's to me, we try to make it like the uh, pop culture podcast that is, you know, R.I.P. Uh, but a sports version of that. But we also have a new show, Eric. It's the third episode of a show that I hear is called the Weird Science Comic News Podcast. And I say that oh, I, I think like that it's funny because, it, it. well, that's the thing. You don't have to be fancy or you can. That It is true. It's a Patreon show. It's the show I do by myself. It's a news show. Ryan may join me eventually from the Com- uh, Columbus Comics Corner. And you may join me at one yeah. point. Uh, it kind of ends up on Wednesday. It comes up on Wednesday and I kind Kind of gather shit and then just there's no set schedule so i just nope. go and do it so it's kind of easy to do it by myself but i like to talk to other people but this is the third episode if you're listening to this and you haven't heard it you can get a listen it's actually on our main feed this episode i put on the main feed so that you can listen to it and see what's going on at the end i mention it's a normal patreon but i don't really even push it that much but yeah if you want to check out that and i hope that that gives you a little bit of an inkling of what we do on the patreon for our other shows and what i mean by it is it's mailing it in eric Actually, it's like 30 minutes, so it's not much of an investment for you guys to listen. Give it a listen if you like it. Uh, You can subscribe. I'll give you a little tip. It is the 30th. Coming up will be the first of the month, and you can go over to the Patreon, subscribe, and you will not be billed until the beginning of next year, actually, January of 2018. So you can give it a try. Give it a free trial. I do think that we have enough shows and a lot of diverse shows that you'll end up actually liking at least one of them, if not all of them. So there, Hopefully there, all of them. There, there. And yeah, that's it. But it's annuals week. Let's get back to what we're here, the matter at hand. Annuals week usually sucks, Eric. It usually sucks big time. Oh, it sucks. It's the suckiest suck that ever sucked. This one wasn't as bad. No. I, I have to admit that there were more books than what I, you know, I'm used to. And usually what happens is when this comes around, especially because if you don't know, we also uh, do written reviews for all the books that we talk about on the podcast. And if you wanted to read those, you can go over and you'll get a little different spin. I don't think it's, you know, all of a sudden I'm going to say that something's a two and then on the podcast I give it a 10. But you'll get more of a written deal. It, it kind of has a different voice to it. It's the voice of not being out loud. It's written. Do you get that? Oh, you know I what you. I'm saying? But you go over to Weird Science, DCComics.com, and you can look at these. And usually when Annuals Week comes about, it seems like it's like, all right, I can kick up my feet and, oh, I'm enjoying the ride. I can relax. I had five books this week. I still haven't finished Super Sons yet. I'm telling you, it hit me like a brick wall. You had one book, that being Batman great. Annual. Uh, Reggie had a couple, which one of them is obviously a book we're talking about tonight. But I will say that a lot of people thought like, oh, man, a lot of books this Annual's Week. People get upset. Some people check out immediately at Annual's Week. Actually, a sure. couple really good books uh, this week. Uh, so I, I would tell That's you some surprise books. Yeah, some surprise. Yeah, and and some surprisingly good books, and some surprisingly bad ones. There is a and mix. Some not so surprisingly bad yeah, ones. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna go off now because the book we're talking about tonight is the DC Writers Workshop. Is that the actual official DC Writers it? Workshop 2017 number one? Number one. Yeah, I didn't write it down, but this is a book that we actually recorded earlier in the week before we even did our reviews because it's no, with Reggie. You know what it is? 
It's New Talent Showcase. Yeah, okay. That's what watched. I'm saying. New Talent. I knew it. It was something else. A New Talent Showcase. So 2017, right. number one. But yeah, we talked about it with Reggie before he went off to England. If, if you're not aware, if Jolly you don't listen to the show and hear about that, he went off to Jolly Old England this week, so he had to do the books early. Uh, so it almost seems like this one was from last week, yeah, how early we did it. But we're going to go off, and, and we had a good time talking about it. I'll give you a little hint. Uh, we were surprised at this one. This one actually surprised us uh, because we have not had uh, good you know, thoughts of other workshop books. Uh, workshop books and us – we don't get along well. They try to not invite us to the same parties is what I'm saying, Eric. And this one, though. Or any the, of the parties. The party was in your mouth, Eric. But, yeah, uh, it's pretty good. We're going to go off now to hear me, Eric, and Reggie talk about it. Yeah, we're going to talk about that new talent showcase written by Tony Patrick, Aaron Gillespie, Al Lexin, Owl, Going Back, Proctor and Harrell, David Acampo, and Scott Snyder. Art by Mink Yu Young, Klaus Jansen, Pete Pantazis, Lynn Yoshi, Bet Sotelo, Al Letson, Sia Aum, Chris Peter, Matt Murhoff, Dave McKay, Lalit Sharma, Jagdish Kumar, Sam Lotfi, John Rauch, Ibrahim Mustafa, and Romulo Fajardo Jr. Damn right. Ain't looking for Batman. Damn it. Nah, don't need no Superman reason. Damn it. I'd rather see a story with Poison Ivy beating up on a demon. This book's for you. I don't need to see Tom King or V. Ken Marion's Quill. I want to read work by folks I've never heard of and pay eight bucks for the thrill. This book's for you. Got too much time. Got too much money. Got an open mind. This book's for you. Yes. That was the worst Neil Young song. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that that was not great. That was not great. Uh, What is your favorite Neil Young song? Uh, Keep on rocking in the free world. Is that? I yeah. like that it's one. Weird. I, when I, that I one came out, nobody seemed song. to like it, like and then piece. Pearl Jam jumped on that and and used to play it in concert and even with Neil Young. And now it's become uh, I don't know. People really love it, but I, I remember I at a point people made fun of it. But uh, you know, that's that's Keep that. I like a needle in the damage done. That is my favorite Neil Young song. It gets to me every time. Makes me remember that guy Eric Shea who died of heroin uh, abuse. Uh, oh, uh, it's sad. And what? It's R-S-G. weird though because as as he's now, it's it's the anniversary, third year anniversary of his death. It almost seems like I can still talk to him. Oh God, it's <laughs> happening. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, uh, did, did anybody else get furious when you open this book and you get the first thing? What you hold in your hands is the result of an experiment. I'm like, an experiment? This is a very uh, fucking expensive experiment here, buddy. I know. And, and, I, I'm telling you, they they are giving you pretty much, again, we say it all the time, a homework assignment that they're going to charge you a lot of money for. That is Please. the – let me tell you, if, if this book was four bucks – Yeah. I could yeah. see because it it is it is you know it's oh, going to be green some, people yeah. and these could be you know the writers and artists for tomorrow. This year they did do a cool thing though, and I got to big them up. Last year it was just ways. writers with established yeah. artists. Yeah, they went both. This year teams. they gave a lot of artists some shine, and you know I just, I I like that. I like the fact that they are giving you know yeah. new talent a chance. Uh, I don't expect 
perfect stuff out of it. I, I really, I judged every story in this book on like storytelling, whether it was clear, yeah. whether, you know, I didn't really worry about whether it was a fully engrossing story. Well, that, that's, it, that's, that did factor in a little bit. There but, is uh, one that I really did take notice to, uh, because there were, of other there were two things, I liked but, a lot, but uh, well, we'll, we'll see. Hey, right now, this is the strongest showcase that we've gotten. Uh, I'm actually is, surprised at how much I enjoyed it. It's sure, still, yeah. I, I didn't love it. Yeah. Maybe you guys liked it no. more than me. I actually I went through this and, uh, and especially not to Jess, but it Absolutely just, not. to me, don't have that thing. What you hold in your hand is an experiment. Oh, we, we did this, this and the other thing. No, just, just throw it out there and pretend that you're full out because this really is to me. It's homework that you're ending up charging us to to read. Now, it also seems like it's one of those where they almost seem like they want to make these into like the the baseball rookie card. Like, we'll read this and like, huh, I remember I read the first story of so-and-so. It was in the – but people don't remember shit like that. Now you're learning how to be a crazy comic collector. There you go. Very good. (laughs) <laughs> but this is, you know, that's that's what they tried to to get with this. Now it does start with, and we we're not going to go page for page for page. No. We'll just tell you what the deal is. But this roll call is kind of more of an important story because it is the signal. It is Duke, and I well, believe already this book now it already features seventy uh, percent more Duke Thomas than almost any other Batman title. Yes, so that's, it does. Nice to see this character finally like doing something. That's yes. cool. So I enjoyed that. And uh, the biggest thing, though, Reggie, if you're not aware, this this is the guy who's writing the Signal book. The Batman yep. the Signal book oh, is written by him. So this is all like of importance of stories to me. This is the most important story. This is, like this a is of what you're going. Yeah, to this is giving you what you think. And I I don't know because and I hate to say this. Uh, uh, Tony Patrick follows us on Twitter and seems like a really nice guy. I don't know if he has the voices of these characters down. At least Red in my opinion, it seems especially wrong. I it yeah. seems a I little off, and that that worries me. It worries me going forward. Now it is you know Red Hood. He has completely bad in this but uh the signal's okay and this duke's okay but even just i don't know just the situation and all that it just didn't seem right to me nothing in this whole you know little story felt right it looked good uh well it felt more like a red hood story than a duke story yeah, because red and, hood's talking the entire time and just kind of throwing shade at you know Duke at teaching duke, him a lesson yeah, about what yeah. it means to be you know a partner to batman and like what lessons you should take from him which ones you should learn on your own but and really yeah. it's just duke kind of just protecting himself now, and listening the red hood in the meantime get, he has to get murdered by the joke or you know beaten in, up in by the, the joker yeah man. well in the meantime i'm shit. gonna do a little name dropping here uh, way back before the Signal book was announced, and Scott Snyder actually still talked to me, he actually said, "Oh, y- you gotta just you know hold tight. There's going to be an announcement soon. There's a guy that I'm working with on a, on a special book that's from the workshop, the you know the writers' workshop. We're going to be revealing a book. It's going to because and it's going to be awesome. And that ended up being the Signal book. I can only think that this story is what led to that." Uh, yeah, because he did say so it's weird like you said this is more of a focus on red hood is it just that scott snyder like he knows this guy can write well there's more going on in the workshop than that and that he took an interest like he was the smartest one to take an interest in duke thomas and it just was at the right time in the right place because i didn't read this thinking okay this guy knows Duke, or this guy's yeah. going to have something interesting with Duke to do going forward. And I, I'm really now hyped up for the Signal book. 
The uh, only thing I, I actually got me a little bit worried because it seems in this story alone we are focusing on the idea that Duke is from like you know the bad part of the like the narrows yeah, like it's yeah, not exactly yeah. crime alley where Jason grew up but it's still a bad neighborhood. Is that what we're going to focus on? Because even yeah, when Catwoman yeah. shows at the end to be working with Jason during yeah, the whole training montage, she's like, you know, yeah, you're not the only one who grew up in a bad and a tough neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, and oh, with this, this all, what we're focusing on. Yeah, and with this all, the, the whole story just basically goes around the whole clay room in the Belfry. The They're room. training the mud room and uh, that Clayface set up with, I, uh, with I Tim. I call it X-Men Danger Room. Yes, yeah. it, it is. The muddy danger, danger room. room. But with this, and it's, it's like amped up to a level that shouldn't be and they're going to fight and all that and it's basically just an opportunity so for I, some trash take talking it in that, take it in the, in the context this might be a preview of a series to come it might explain why Catwoman's here maybe she'll figure into that series because yeah, otherwise yeah. why the fuck is she no in the book? I have no uh, idea yeah, why she's just uh, there the way, the way Duke finds out to like there's, there's cat hair <laughs> he's got cat floor. hair in his oh, mouth I mean, clubs and he picks it up and sneezes yeah. therefore Cat hair, therefore Catwoman. Who else could yeah. it be, folks? Yeah, yeah. Who, Who else, else could it be? Cheetah? But yeah, yeah. Uh, no. But yeah, yeah. and uh, again, it, it's so quick, and it's just this thing. It, it goes with what we put up in uh, the uh, the Patreon deal when we were we had that little excerpt, that side conversation where Eric loves things that take place in one room. Well, here you got it, buddy, because that's basically it's it's just there. But the room uh, changed, so it, it doesn't does work change. in my mind. But then it moves on, and then the next story is a Katana story. And mm-hmm. it's okay. I will tell you that it's the best interaction that Katana's had with the sword that we've seen since Rebirth, because at least it Definitely. talks to her. It doesn't just yeah. say guilt, 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 and you and have it. But I, I hate King Snake, but I'm actually happy to see him here because we have not seen King Snake yeah, in a yeah. long, long and, time. And with the story, uh, again, all I can think of is some of these stories are kind of a. I don't know, like a little bit of a uh, a job interview maybe. Like maybe this whole deal is like see if you can handle this because we might have a writer. We might need a writer for Suicide Squad later. And there's two stories, two kind of Suicide Squad yeah. stories. But this is Aaron Gillespie writing. I don't know that the, it wouldn't be bad to have Aaron Gillespie on the well, Suicide Squad. I think that this, it was pretty uh, you know, good. This little, this little snippet it's, was okay. Nothing it's, in this is going to matter. It's like Katana but, loses her sword in a – Explosion, and while they're going away, she has to go back and get it because her husband's she ghost goes is against orders from Amanda yeah. Waller. Yeah, it goes Waller. against Everybody's order. trying to evac out of the area. She turns around and goes back for her sword. Yeah, it goes yeah. back because so you she, know. she eventually gets it. Then Waller comes at the end. She's like, "You went against my orders, but you're all right." <laughs> and all I, I of these—that's the problem. What happened? Oh. What is, that's the worst ending to this. <laughs> I'm though. telling you, all Waller's these endings about killing Katana. All this other at the end. There's so girl. many endings in this, and we we talked about this. The last workshop where you have these things where the the one that drove me more nuts than any was the one that seemed to be the lesson, or they were trying to do is the cliffhanger that would never be resolved. At right. least yeah. these have endings, but they're so forced. It's like you get, and when you get to the end, just have, and then just end it. Yeah, Amanda Waller's like, you know what you're gonna do. You're going to have a nice day and gives the sword that's already there. So, yeah, the ending's lame. But uh, I think that both the art and the story in this, to me, was a decent enough Suicide Squad and Katana. And and with Katana, yeah, you're always going to focus on the sword. I actually liked what we got here, especially when she's going to kill him at the one point. She's like, no, no, I don't want you in the sword with my husband. And I thought that that was a pretty good deal. Yeah. And at one point, Katana's pretty much, just kill me, then at least I'll be with my husband. And I actually and, you know, even whatever. like the whole wraparound thing, the reason the Suicide Squad's there is to stop King Snake from manufacturing a venom. Like, you know what? It's yeah. not a bad story. Yeah, it actually was decent enough. Uh, yeah. 
Then we move to the next one, which is a Nightwing story. And I what don't. What we talk about one, when we talk about family. Well, this one had a. Uh, this one I thought was just it was probably so the worst weird. of the whole batch. It was uh, Vertigo has kidnapped his half brother and their family because he's yeah. afraid they're they're going to threaten his throne. You yeah. know his uh, countenance. And uh, Nightwing is going in. Uh, you know early, waiting for the backup of the rest of the uh, you know Bat family. And he basically has to go up, you know, John McClane style, up a uh, skyscraper, beating yeah. up, beating people up, and the whole so he way can along. Get the signal out there to the rest of the Bat family to show up for backup. Exactly. Yep. So, and, and and even later on, there's there's a part where he's like, "Come on, guys, you better you better show up." Vertigo's, you know, fucking around. But the whole thing is about the the family aspect is that throughout his whole thing, there's these captions with pictorial members of the Bat Bat family giving him advice, and they're even like in their voices, like Damien's a little asshole to him. Uh, the bad family the of the mind. Exactly. Uh, I thought that was cute. I thought it was fun the first time I saw it, but then when it continued to the rest of the story, I'm like, all right, this is overused now, and I don't ever want to see it again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, it's it's the kind of thing you obviously couldn't make a series out of this. You know what I mean? It probably is a little, you know. But uh, I basically like the Damien stuff. I like when I like the interaction between Damien and Nightwing, and apparently I even like them when they're all in Nightwing's head. Yeah. It's always a lot of fun. So. Yeah. I, I just didn't understand the wraparound where we have to get, you know, it's um, Count Vertigo's half-brother. He decided to sacrifice himself to give Dick more time to get his husband and their child up yeah. to the roof. And so he can contact the bathroom because Count Vertigo has set up a jamming device. And the problem is... By the time Count Vertigo actually gets to the roof to stop Dick, the bath family has already arrived and blown yeah. him. I'm like, what the That's fuck? what I'm saying. What? It's, again, it's another one of those endings of... Uh, Yep, let's end this because it just ends like well, that. There, and there, there was no kind of like understanding before this that maybe if the if they you spelled out, Eric, yeah, you, the it's because you don't know what family is. Your family always leaves you no matter what, That's so you why, don't yeah. know you're what like, a strong family like, does. What the why hell are we take, talking about when we why, talk why about you family? Slice deep like this? I better watch out because <laughs> uh, you, your mom's listening. But uh, I'm just telling you that this is what family does. They go there. At, at due diligence they get there right away they don't How? decide like hey you know what you're moving i'll be there next week you know that doesn't happen with the real family <laughs> it doesn't happen there uh but yeah it's okay <laughs> did you did you like the story like is i just again it's i'm thinking like, favorites I, in the showcase yeah i think i felt, it's I my felt least. the same way about eric i like the gimmick at first but yeah. it, it, it wore on me after a while yeah, it's yeah. the kind of thing if this, this had been Four pages, maybe it would have gone over better. But other than that, like I, I don't really give a fuck about Batwoman, the Batwoman of the mind, or even that much Batman of the mind. It yeah, was I like, like that even, Batman even doesn't Tim show Drake's it. Looks. Costume is wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. And uh, yeah, I like that Batman and, and Jason Todd. They they ain't going to Bloodhaven. No, they no, got better that. shit to do. I like the fact they tangle with Count Vertigo to some extent. That's you know normal. Yeah, yeah, that's so. okay because you don't see him much. But yeah, and then that's we... the thing though. It's like Jim and I were discussing. You know, you think of yeah. the great Green Arrow villains and shit like that. And like Count Vertigo is one of the biggest. Count Vertigo, Merlin. and I hate him. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't like him. I actually, Tell I don't mind him some. Uh, the next one, I think the art's incredible. The the this next one probably, is the, This was one of the two the strongest art offerings. In the yeah, book, I think I the thought. art, and I oh, think that they... The writer of this of this story gets the award for the best name, not only of this comic, yeah, probably Owl. of the year. Owl going, going back. back. I told yeah, Eric, I said when we were going through these, I said, yeah, Owl's on the scene. Uh, but Owl, yeah, with yeah. this, 
the uh, the art by uh, I can't even read it in this this Matt way. That, Matt, yeah, uh, it's so good that they realize that that in that little letter at the beginning, what you're holding is an experiment. There's actually a poison ivy there from this. That it, yeah. you know they're really pushing that. I think it's the best art in the whole issue. And it's the best uh, art, and I think the story would have worked a whole lot better if this was Swamp Thing and not Poison Ivy. Yeah, and and you got the whole thing where they're continuing that whole poison ivy being part of the green, so that's okay with me. Yeah, the it's connection, just, that, just the, the whole thing, like all of a sudden, like the succubi is actually yeah. affecting the entire green by t- turning at one point, like talking about I have yeah. you know drained forests into deserts and so like this seems like a job for swamp. I thing will tell you though, to me, this issue actually. Is like really feels like a full out like a treatment that they would say, okay, anybody want to do a poison ivy book? You know, give me an this idea. Is a real show. Pitch. Yeah, this, yeah, is, this is more of a pitch than any other one to me. Like this you know, really. She'll fight demons. She'll fight ghosts. She'll be. Yeah. She'll be a you know protector of the and, green. And, and, and it's, it's, you do what they did with Batwoman in the beginning of the New Fifty Two. How it was more of a supernatural book of poison yeah. ivy that could work. Yeah, but and I'm saying this. I think that like you know. This is a job for Poison Ivy. I really think to myself, this yeah. is more of a job for Swamp uh, Thing. For Swamp Thing. I'm telling you, but even by the end, like this isn't just a, okay, I'm Poison Ivy. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. There is a lot of exposition about what this writer thinks Poison Ivy is and how Poison Ivy does things and why she does them. I think that this, in this little bit, is the most complete story, even though it's not my favorite. But it is to me, if you jumped in here and didn't know about poison ivy you actually can learn a little about poison ivy and what she's about and how this guy's going about with it now it's it is very supernatural as well yeah and succubi and things like that but with the art in this this really felt like uh, them putting something together to say look we know poison ivy look at this art the two of us together we could really kick ass and do this and, and i'm with them i actually would be interested to see what they would do uh Maybe. and then they got a hold of al and said listen in this sjw world you have to be a woman to write poison ivy possibly because uh, i i have seen and i owl believe may al... be a woman we don't no, know no i i saw no, al. No, i know I saw, uh, yeah i uh, saw al. yeah so anyway I, but... so this we, we know it's not a certain uh member of a league on twitter because it ends with poison ivy setting uh, the succubi, uh, succubus on fire using a Harley Quinn lighter, and yeah. we know that uh, certain people... But again, like a shit. succubi, a little evil, okay? So yeah. she's done. No, the, the where a certain league would probably be upset is the fact that at the beginning, children are missing, and Poison and Ivy says, I don't give a fuck about children, I only care about the plants. Now you have yeah. a little the, bit the, of a problem. Like the, the children screamed, yes, but I didn't hear until the plants screamed, and that's yeah, why yeah. I'm here. Yeah, that that might be a little bit of a sticking point. I'm, but... with, I'm with her on that, though. I don't, I don't care about the children's yeah, I, don't I don't care, care about, about the plants. I don't about them in the movies. Now, the next story, uh, it is again, we have a bit of a Suicide Squad story, but a Deadshot story. Yeah. And the only thing that that got me upset is I love the new 52 origin of uh, yeah. of Deadshot. And Eric I was knows. thinking about that the entire Eric time. Knows. It's one of my favorite actual origins that they did in Villains Month. And it was, I'm telling you, if you go back, if you are a Deadshot fan, or even if you're just like, oh, I want to see, go back and get that Villains Month issue of Deadshot. To me, it is one of the best issues of the new 52. I loved it. And this kind of goes against it. It kind of works. This is the uh, classic you know. Deadshot origin. Yeah, this yeah. is the classic. It's going back but to it the is, classic. Not, this is not a continuity 
continuity. No, it's not. Phase. That's what oh, I'm no, saying. No, no. It just, it, it's not. But it just, and I'm telling it, you, whole, it threw me off personally. The setup for this story, too, is so, like, almost old school comic with how, like, you know, ridiculous it is. Like, all of a sudden, my long lost brother who I thought was dead, he's alive. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, whatever, And man, And I'll cool. tell you, <laughs> the art in this. Uh, it, it reminds me of somebody. There's an. It's not a DC artist. And I can't remember who it was, but it reminds me of this art, and it's a weird art style that actually, the more I see it, the more I like it for some reason. Yeah. That it's, a it's loose, like, but it's good. It's, it's loose. It's, there. it's a little cartoony, but it's like one of those like cartoony violent deal. Like maybe it's yeah. the Judge Dredd stuff or something that it reminds me of. I don't know. There's something that I've seen recently, like an image book that has this style of art that I love. Like. And uh, with this, though, again, it, it's pretty much a you know standard. There's there's nothing really that great. Yeah, well, Eddie, so Eddie Eddie oh, Lawton is is actually alive and he's under control of uh, Doctor Conrad Brainco. And this continuity, Deadshot tr- tried to kill as a child was tired of his you know mother and them getting beat up by his abusive right. father, so he tried to kill his father by doing a sniper but shot. shot his father, end up killing his brother his Eddie brother. instead. Or and at that, that point, he just exactly at that point he's like. I will never like you know wait. Yeah. I'll never miss again at this point. Now, in, the in, in the missed. meantime, the new Fifty Two revamp deal was basically that there was a robbery uh, in the a building that Deadshot was living in, and the bullets went through the wall because the guys went nuts. They you know to to kill one person, they shot like seventy bullets and ended up killing yeah. his family, and he basically. Said, never I'm waste be, a bullet. Yeah, I'm going to be in a set. I will never waste a bullet ever again. One bullet, and it was, one kill. Yeah, one. Yeah, and it was really good the way it, it turned Ooh. out. I just wanted to throw that out there because I was saying what I liked about it. But, oh, yeah. I was thinking about you the entire time. I was just like, uh, oh, Jimmy, I, I like love this it one. so much. I love it. But go on, Reggie. Tell us what happened. Well, so it turns out Eddie is not dead. He was uh, again sold into medical slavery to Doctor Conrad <laughs> yep. Bianco, who's <laughs> been father, who's yep. been uh, by by the totally shitty father. So that he's been experimenting on him and he's figured out how to basically mind control people and he mind controls eddie lawton where floyd is trying to get him to you know break his mind control but he's just shooting floyd over and over again yeah the hive mind exactly uh he just shoots him over and over finally so basically though i mean so this is kind of like a a bullshit ending where floyd will not shoot his brother until 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 he does yeah until he does And and in the meantime, his brother has said, I've been mind controlled. I've done such horrors. Please kill kill me. me. I want to die. Please kill me. So at the end, it's basically like, you know, and I love the guy who's controlling him. Like, no, (laughs) like he didn't think he was going to do that. I know. And And I like this guy, too, because he reminds me of this one shot villain. I think it was Jeff Lemire who uh, put it out there was Polar Geist. Who was somebody like going up? I think it was a Future's End story where you saw okay. Equinox's character created going up against this polar geist guy, this freaking cybernetic guy who yeah. ride, rode on polar bears. Like the concept was so yeah, ridiculous yeah. to me. I wanted to see more and more of it. Never saw him again. And this guy just kind of looks like him. Like, he also oh, remind me of a walking polar geist. Remind me of uh, Sid Bor- uh, uh What's his name? Uh, Cy Boardman from yeah, uh, Harley. A little like a younger version of Cy. But yeah, it was okay. And it yeah, all like the wraparound one, is yeah. that. Amanda Waller knew all along that his brother was there, course, and she she doesn't have to tell him. Yeah. So then the next one's a Doctor Fate story. It was a very story. over the top kind of cool, like, yeah, you know, like a comic book story where okay. the long lost brother returns. Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, I see what you're doing there. Again, that the it, it didn't I get enjoy, me angry, okay. uh, no. but it, there was nothing to it. Now the next story, again, I'm not a huge Doctor Fate fan, 
And I did not like this. I, I oh, I, I like this one. Yeah, I, I liked thought it, it a lot. I thought it was a waste of time. Where I thought the art was real strong. You know, yeah, I hated this and it. The poison ivy. These are the two best. It's so weird that I thought that I the thought. art was awful. I, I hated wow. it. Right. At points, it even reminded me a bit of that end of the the new Fifty Two Doctor Fate book, and it drove me nuts. So, and I, I, I to me, this story was just nothing. It was a bunch of pages and nothing. But you guys talk about magic it. magic costs, Jim. Huh. Uh, yeah. This is this is like we might as well have a cyborg issue, a uh, story where he's like, "Am I machine or man?" At the end, uh, it's always you know the same shit. But go on. So you talk using about magic, uh, you know, it it fucks uh, Ken Nelson up, right? Is that what he is? What's his name? Nelson. Ken Nelson. Yeah. Yes. Ken Nelson. Yeah. yeah, it fucks him up, and uh, you know he's not. He has that kind of shitty relationship with Nabu from ancient Egypt because nabu is always calling him to put on the helm and become the magical uh whatever that he's supposed to be and the so thing he... is i will agree with jim to a degree where you, this is almost the whole thing with man or machine like we're getting in the um it's just the, the metal right thing. now where the like the mother box tells cyborg like you have to either be human or you have to become one yeah, and you know, like yeah. stuff like this because this is the whole thing is nabu is pushing kent nelson to become one with the helm of fate instead of like you know Holding well, on to his humanity. This, this is this is the curse of of having the helm of Nabu. Is that you can't? It's not a part time job. You know what I mean? That's no, what he's I trying know. to say. It's like but we all once know you this. Put it on, it's gonna fuck up your. <laughs> I'm telling and you, this is you up and do something look, new though. It makes you look like a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. uh, so then he, you know, he so then he's walking around without it. He's feeling good. He's not Doctor Fate. He doesn't have to help people. But then the Demon Wolf, three eyed Demon Wolf, comes back and he realizes. Yeah, I do. Nabu's helm. Well, that's even at one point. The cost of magic is too much. He starts freaking, you know, uh, bricking up the helm of fate into like the wall of the tower fate. Like, I am done with you. I am done with magic. Fuck being a superhero. I'm out. Yes. But it it just busts out of his tower. His no no problem. And we knew that uh, you can't keep a good helm down. So it it slaps (laughs) on his face. Doctor Fate pulls some like uh, crazy mystical bandages on the wolf. Which is bullshit. He's like, but you will not escape with the bonds of Maha. And I'm like, the wolf immediately escapes. Like, God damn it, Doctor Fate, be better at this. Yeah, he's 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 got to do a little more work. But you know, he's kind of he's only been one foot in, one foot out. But in the end, he makes a deal with Nabu. Like, all right, I'll do your bidding. I'll be your magic guy. But you can't let me look like fucking you know Vincent Price hours before death. So uh, they restore him to look uh, a cutie pie again, and. uh, He's gonna. That's his. That's his curse. That's his life. Well, that that was the most fucked up thing. Where the, actually the helm of fate, Nabu, was actually testing Kent Nelson because, like, he tried to lock him away, away because he was too, like, you know, like into the idea of looking like good at his humanity and all that stuff. And this big wolf monster that came out, it was actually created by the helm of Nabu to test Kent Nelson to see that you will make the hero's choice even if this happens. So it's kind of a fucked up thing where the helm actually put him in this situation where he is going to be this fucked up monster. It's basically yeah, exactly. entrapment. That's all it is. And I thought it was a cool wraparound to see that, you know, this is the lengths that Naboo will go to to have a host. Yeah. Well, now, I, what's funny is in the end when he makes the deal with Naboo, I'm like, why is Naboo even making the deal? And Naboo's like, no. Obviously, yeah. I do whatever the fuck I want, so you will be the Dr. Fate that rocks the helm. But, you know, there's always got to be, you know, there's always got to be a cost to whatever power. And this was a exactly. decent way. Uh, I just couldn't feel differently than uh, Jim about it. I thought the art was great in this. I loved yeah, it. I loved I the way these guys' faces like are him. rendered. Oh, I like, like some of the stuff. 
the stuff with the like where Kent's face is melting and the horrific like look of that, I think looks good. But I was with Jim where a lot of the beginning it did remind me of that DC YUU Doctor Face series, and immediately yeah. I just kind of groaned to myself. Yeah, like, you know what it is for this too. I, I think is... that's what might be where your problem is coming from because uh, maybe I, I, you know you're, you're just the, remembering uh, especially Doctor Face that... a shitty character you don't want to read about. The other thing that I go with though is while I'm looking at this and I see the art and it's very stylized. It's got this whole deal, you know. Oh, yeah. And then I think about reading a an entire issue with this art and i think it'd be too much for me i i don't think i could go oh, a I full 21 me pages like gabriel rodriguez who draws yeah. that uh lock key lock and key thing yeah I love it, that. It, I and like uh that. there's somebody it, it, this is another one that reminds me of something else as well but uh, i can't is it chris burnham that did uh yeah he does yeah that, too, yeah. that that's who i think it reminds me of but uh the last... There are aspects to that style, and that, especially in like the lines and the costumes and stuff like that. When you have different sort like shading and stuff like that, I can see a lot of Burnham in that. Yeah, I just get the the idea that it'd be too much for me for an entire. It's almost like when I eat like uh what like a, a coconut cream pie, Reggie. I, huh. I can take two. I can take seven slices. I can't eat the whole pie. That I can't. That, <laughs> that yeah, extra that slice. I but yes. Uh, the last story then is actually. Scott Snyder, and it's a Scott That's Snyder right. story, a uh, Wonder Woman story, and with art by Ibrahim Mustafa. The, again, these are two uh, established people. You you know what I mean? This is just thrown in there. Yeah. And I said to Eric that it was interesting to me because a lot of people have been wondering what Scott Snyder would be doing after Metal, and he won't have a book at that point. Yeah. And there is James Robinson doing the story with Wonder Woman that seems to really be pushing things, you know, not really going forward. It's really pushing to kind of stay put to something that I said to Eric, maybe this is another one of these things. I always think that all these have something going on behind there's the scenes. There's a deeper there's, meaning behind there's it. There's always some sort of controversy Ooh. or, you know, conspiracy to me. And I do think that maybe this is to throw it out there so that people can get, like, Scott Snyder maybe is watching and thinking, like, okay, I want to see what people think of how I write Wonder Woman. Uh, the problem is, though, not a lot of Wonder Woman in this, no. uh, really. Uh, there not, is, not but there really is. Not really a great story, quite Yeah, well. and it's okay. Is, this, it's this interesting. It's my favorite story. And I, well, I'm like, telling you. When you and I were talking before about, you know, it was before All-Star Batman came out yeah. and stuff like that. I don't think it was announced. Like, what would you like to see Scott Snyder on next? And I thought Wonder Woman would be pretty cool. And looking at this, and just it might be also kind of a biased thing because this whole Warehouse good, 13, late, Friday the 13th oh, the series of that. the librarians yeah. thing that we got going on in this year. I love that concept. Yeah. When we got it here, I got so happy. I'm actually very surprised. In the, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. storage, yeah. I'm very surprised that they didn't go really full out with uh, you know known artifacts and things. Because if you yep. look, you can see a couple. See a monkey paw on the, the yeah. one page and stuff. But then everything kind of blanks out and gets very yeah. generic. This is your chance to go nuts with shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, I really would. I wish that they. I wish that he would have went completely nuts on this art to just show everywhere that you turn that you're looking to see more things but basically it's a you know a two-part kind of story where in the past wonder woman is talking to her mother pretty much about the uh the perfect the glass yeah. of truth at one point you actually think that it might even be like a weapon type deal but it is the lasso right away she sees that uh and then in the meantime steve trevor they have this very secret warehouse that's got like glyphs around the feet door below and things the like that Institute. yeah and basically things these magical it's all the magical artifacts that the uh united it's states warded, have it's got grabbed. soul traps psychic oh, yeah, resonators holy stuff. water hoses, but again even i would have liked to have seen that loaded up with 
cold iron yeah. and silver bullet. And I understand you have to kind of push it forward. I would have loved to have seen them have to get through traps and shit like that, all <laughs> Indiana Jones like. And as this is going on, the the magical artifacts are kind of coming to life in this vault. There, you know, pages. And that's why they've called books Wonder Woman down because so they, they called Wonder Woman something. And Ooh. and she seems to know. A lot of the things she points out, some things, and then out of nowhere, this one general all of a sudden starts becoming a uh, fucking lotus plant or something and becomes mm-hmm. an alien-type deal. His head but blows yes, up. I thought that looked cool as hell because yeah, he's yeah. yelling about the whole idea. Like, we, we have her down there. She's not doing anything to solve this. So yeah, I say, like, like, her. like we, yeah, should get rid of, we should get rid of her as much as we should get rid of all these. And all of a sudden, his mouth just opens up like yeah. it's a flower petal blooming. That, that part looked com- cool. I but then when he was so this big kaiju... No, that's not that cool. It's not that cool. It actually looks like uh, Thanos with some horns out the side and and flowers on it. And it it really, like, at the point I'm wondering, like, how did you get out of that? The fucking, it looks like they're in, like, the Pentagon or whatever. Yeah, this monster is towering over top the entire Pentagon. And the the problem is, though, it doesn't look like where he should have come out is even broken up. How do you get out of that? Like, the shit. Magic. yeah, I guess, because that really threw me off then. I'm like, that that's weird. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, not really much happens here. It's Wonder Woman uh, learning about the perfect, and p- basically her mom saying, like, listen, a lot of people don't like the lasso because they're afraid of the truth and don't tell the truth or whatever. And obviously, Diana's not afraid of that. She says, you know, why would anyone ever fear the truth? And then she's like, ah, oh, my brave little warrior, you'll find out one day. And then she is attacking this alien magical whatever demon wearing the stuff that she gathered the problem with me is it didn't really wrap around to that when she's like oh brave little warrior you'll find out someday and then perhaps that will always be your strength but yet what you're seeing to me isn't really what they're talking about she should have been using the last yeah that's what i'm saying and even if it was something like where it does not like come fully around no i'm telling you in the past if this guy i think i really got caught up in this warehouse if if we had a setup where this this uh, fucking general was like we had more of him and more of a setup of him and he's the one lying and not and this is the truth and what you never get that wraparound it really yeah. just is a you know a catchphrase ending that doesn't match the story though. Uh, obviously, Scott Snyder, uh, even if Dancing Mike disagrees, the guy knows how to write some dialogue. He knows yeah. his way around yeah. a comic, and yeah, the the dialogue and the the thing in this. It is the best in this book. The guy Scott Snyder, but and it, it's a really interesting premise that I want to see. That's more the of. problem. The the problem I have with it is I want to see more, and I don't think we ever will see yeah. more. So that actually throws me off a bit because yeah, I would have loved, and even so, she's already out of that vault. The vault you could spend three issues, and me and Eric would think it's the greatest thing of her. Ca- it would yeah. just be her cataloging things I, and, I and whatever. Shit. I don't know why. Yeah, it would have been I so didn't cool. Why it was in this story though? Because the story know. is about the last. So, and then, yeah, like, that's what I'm just, saying. It really is totally superfluous. Like, I really found it to be. Isn't I, the last like, something like that should be gone there as well, Reggie? It's pointless. It really has can, nothing can to do Can I tell you what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a classic Paul McCartney song back in the day where Paul would have three different things in a song. Next thing you know, he puts them together and you have, you know, one of his big hits that every bit of the song is, is obviously different. But this is a couple ideas melded yeah. together that don't quite fit 
to me. Yeah. They they just don't. And I wish they did because I'm very interested in. And I always I'm telling you, you give me a little girl Wonder Woman, and I think it's the greatest thing ever. I love seeing her as a little girl and learning things and stuff like that. Yeah, I know you this go is, back to the '50s when they used to have Wonder Tot. Yeah. Well, I I'm telling you, right. I, I know this was that was starting to sound creepy. So I'm glad you brought yeah. it. But I'm telling you, and I love yeah. that. You go back to the '50s when that shit was acceptable. Yeah, but that with, with that with with this little Wonder Woman and learning about the lasso does not tie in to anything no. in the other part and i i just it, it's a shame because i do like the concepts of it i like the way he writes it i think that he uh i like his steve trevor uh, you know and the little like things that. that you're getting but you're not getting enough and so it was a little disappointing because of that because i do want to have scott snyder maybe try wonder woman even oh, if it was like an all-star wonder woman something like that maybe it's not going to be full out continuity book or main book but something like that and i would have liked to have seen more of that uh so that's a shame but that's the end that ends the issue a lot of pages a lot of pages in that and issue. Then we got we got the the you know the yearbook goodbyes in the autograph yeah. section. You know yeah. where they you know all the people yeah. in the class say we had a great time. That's whatever. called the gym. Which, it br- it brings up bad memories that nobody signed his yearbook, so he, he I, doesn't read I that. It, I'd it rather one have tier. that though than the bullshit in the front that said what you hold in your hand. Yeah, like, I'd rather I'd rather have all the, the yeah. But again, all it is little- every time they do this. Uh, here's the thing. I didn't well, read I didn't it, Reggie. Read it, for God's I, sake. Okay, I I'm saying I didn't read it. I'm guessing that most of them kiss the asses of the uh, uh, the Jansons and the Snyders that are the ones that were involved. I, I, that's and just fine. Andy Kubert. And oh, Andy and, and Andy Kubert. Uh, see, but it has to all be. Now I'm going to look. I'm just going to pull up one. Andy Kubert and Klaus Jansen are really the best teachers in the industry. Boom. I'm right. Where's my ding? <laughs> that's that's uh, all that's going to be in this pack. So, guys, uh, what was your yes. favorite story in the showcase? Wow. My favorite. Um, I will, I'll, I'll go right away, and I'll tell you that my favorite. I'm trying to remember. The, what was the first one? <laughs> it was Red Hood and Duke Roll. No, no, that one. My actual favorite was probably Poison Ivy. And okay. it's funny because I said it's not like the greatest story, but I thought that was the most complete story. It seemed to me to have – It was have, a perfect meld of story and art. It was a roller coaster ride of emotions, yeah. and I thought that it had the – I'm trying to explain. Like, it had the best vision going in that the, the writer and the artist together – it seemed to have a full vision of what they wanted to do. So at the end, it didn't just end with a, here's your sword, Katana. I like the Katana story too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that was probably that. my second favorite actually, which is crazy. But it didn't have that crazy end like, here's the Bat family that arrived out of nowhere and yeah, stuff that like that. Nightwing so, is fucking yeah, nonsense. so I that thought that great. I thought that, that was the best overall story. And the art, I think, was the best in the issue. It was. I thought the art was great. Uh, just the detail of I the really art like net for a Rope, workshop. Uh, like the Red Hood and Duke one art as well. Yeah, and I like these people. They're, they're ta- Jansen, they're, these guys are all talented. Every man and woman. Young's not a either. Every man and woman really on like- this is talented, but this person who did the uh, the uh, what's it called the the Poison Ivy deal could could be on an issue tomorrow. Matt Mirror. Yeah. Now I thought that some of that was a little stiff, to be honest. Yeah, with I, 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 didn't I did think like so. it, and the, the heavy amount of Ivy detail you can't. Can't front on that, but I would say that my favorite was definitely the Doctor Fate story oh, you with with bitch. Poison Ivy as a as a close second. But uh, yeah, I think that was just I I love the art style on that. I like I love 
you know, I like the concept. I won't say yeah. I loved it, but I like the I'm concept. I'm surprised that they did, did, don't go with like a cyborg story in this. Try to get some, you know, somebody writing something good on cyborg. Oh, that's canceled, baby. That. Cyborg's yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, how about you, Eric? What's your favorite? I, I'm really just struggling here because I'm looking at all the stories and what I thought, and I'm still like, even with the inconsistencies, I still think I have to go with Wonder Woman of the Archives as my yeah. favorite story because it's the story that I wanted to see more of. You were of interested when it was more of, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, what would you give With it overall, With that poison I'm making up a second, I think. And that's yeah. the thing is, actually, I hate Katana, and I get I cringe every time there's a Katana yeah, story. but it was that shocking, was really right? Good. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm good. saying. Except that's that when ending. you know a story's pretty good when it's a character that you could care less about, and you're like, you know what? That's pretty darn good. Yeah. And even the inclusion of King Snake, who I don't like, but yeah. you know what? It's pretty cool. Yeah, Damn, King you Snake. guys You guys are convincing me that this was a good book. But, uh, yeah, I, what I enjoyed you, it. What do you give it, Reggie? Well, the worst, the worst thing about the, this book, the price, is it's, eight, it's, gonna it's be. eight bucks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that pretty much kills it. I wouldn't tell anyone to buy it for eight bucks. It's not worth eight bucks. They should lower the price of this and take a hit yeah. if they want people to look at it. Because take four a bucks, hit. You, I don't think that they're paying. Yeah, know, yeah. You're printing so an oversized deal, but I don't think they're paying these workshop people. Well, you got, much, you pay, if anything. You pay well, I think the workshop people are paying them. Yeah. Yeah, I think, no. But basically what you do is you, you pay these people by sales. You know, if it sells great, then you guys get a little extra. But they don't. Yeah. I don't know how they do they it. They would never sell enough. I would think that extra. the minute you're in that workshop, you're signing away shit left and right to be in that workshop, yeah. that they can grab this and charge whatever the hell they want, and you don't see a cent. They should, yeah. they should charge three four bucks for it. That's, that's the number one It should be $4.99. It market. should be an annual size, uh, you know, Price, even though it's oversized, because you are giving us un, you know, unrefined talent. I guess is yeah, what it is I a lot of it, it, you know. But yeah, it's uh, but as far as comparing this to last year, this is miles better than yeah. last year. I love the fact that they had artists and writers, yeah. and uh, I enjoyed uh, most of these stories to what they were, and I didn't think any of them were really horrible failures. No. You know, they no. all they all did the job. Just some were better than others. I ended up giving it a seven out of ten, and I'm. I'd give it a it. seven out of ten as well. I well, actually I surprised. Seven out of ten here as well. Yeah, Whoa. actually, I'm surprised because I I thought I was going to be much lower when I first read it, but when we talked about it, uh, that there were disappointments to me. That the Nightwing deal was a little off, and the really the biggest disappointment. I really was excited to see what Tony Patrick had for the Signal because of the well. book coming out, but because it really didn't focus much on him. So I can't Not say that he doesn't know the but character. But still, because 70% more more signal content than that any is other true Batman and i was gonna say upstairs. you can't you can't ever say to anybody really at this point like oh he doesn't get the voice of the signal or or duke because you had we are robin Barely. and then went and you got a lot and we are robin but that's not really this character anymore and i'm He's saying the duke has evolved then. since then a lot that's what i'm saying he it's not even the same guy anymore he is more you know he has evolved and he's matured and things like yeah. that so really i i hope that this is just a weird snafu of not getting enough of of Duke in this because Tony Patrick really going into this book and it's co-written by Scott Snyder but it seems like he's doing the most of the deal uh he has the chance to define the character you know anew for him as the signal and I'm still looking forward to that but I really wanted to read this little story and be like you know what this is going to be fucking awesome like it's in good hands and going and I still think he's okay it's just I wish I got more of that from this issue I realize that he might be allergic to dander 
is is what I found out, and and so uh, am I. From so a bad neighborhood, go. Jim. So there you go. I'm from a bad neighborhood as well, which actually is a bad Quaker town that we live in. Is every yes. neighborhood's bad here? So, uh, yeah. But I just and again, what's the favorite you know, pastime of Quaker town? Meh. Just to go back, I'm even because uh, I'm paging through, and again, he went with classic with the uh, you know Jason Todd, Joker, Crowbar. Again, We've had yeah, enough yeah. of this. We've had enough of that. But uh, yeah, I, I think that both uh, you know all three of us are a little more positive than i thought we would be for this me as well uh now reggie you're you're primed up for the Ooh. holiday special of next week we yeah. have another one of these things again all so, right yeah so we'll have to see uh but yeah uh that's that's that and uh we're gonna go off those are your books for the week reggie and uh i guess now you are going to go and uh you know, go to Jolly Old England, right? I got is a guy playing right now, so yep. uh, I figured you. Would. I is it Jolly Old or is it Mario? I'll yeah. see you in a fortnight, lads. Actually, yes. I'll see you. In I'll a see half you fortnight. too. But, so yeah. a week. Yes, uh, two weeks. He's gone. He's gone for a month. But yeah, that that is it. Uh, thanks, Reggie. I, I asked Reggie too if he was going to call us in, uh, call in from uh, England, a live call. He said that he probably will not swing. <laughs> Yeah, so, a we'll, live we'll, call. You gonna you gonna, you gonna pay my uh, international? No, phone you, you're right Hi. on fucking. You got a phone? You put the Skype on the phone? You call us even, up? I, I, I don't even do international plan. My wife does all that shit. I just mm-hmm. fucking. I That's what Toby. Toby, you grab his phone. You can call in Toby's phone. Just maybe, don't lick it. Maybe, don't lick uh, it, or you'll catch something. Because he called in a couple weeks ago with that. So there you go. I'm gonna set you up. But then again, when we're recording, it may be two in the morning, three in the morning, and you know. That's nonsense, but thanks, Reggie. And off we go. All right, Eric. It's over. That's it. Annuals week done. We're not talking about anything else, right? It's over. We're going home. It's done. Smell you later. See you and never. No, we're still going to talk about a bunch of books, and this is what we will be talking about on our main podcast this Sunday night when it drops, Eric. Aquaman Annual Number 1, which we talked to Reggie about, a little bit of a mercy Mercy, mercy me issue. I was going to say it. I, I don't know. I don't want to spoil it. It's, I was going to say what it was, but I didn't want to spoil it in I case it people haven't nonsense. read it yet. So I will not say. A little yeah, bit I of just... a mercy, mercy, <laughs> mercy, huh? Have mercy is what I was going to say. We also have Batman <laughs> Annual. Batman Annual number two, Eric. Looking into the future. I am not gonna. I don't want to spoil things. Batman Creature of the Night number one, which is a Patreon only deal we talked about. Uh, can I spoil something about that? Can I spoil sure. one thing? Right, it's my book of the week. So All right. There. So there. We also have Green Annual. A uh, Green Annual. <laughs> Green Arrow Annual Number One. I had problems saying that today, didn't I? When I I said to you, yeah, that Green Annual. Green Annual sounds like a new book with swamp. Green Annual Number One. Oh I think God. I wrote that down wrong. I'm green with envy. Uh, yes, there's Green Arrow Annual Number One. If you like Count Vertigo, never mind. Uh, Hal uh. Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps Number 33. We already talked about that with Reggie as well. I, I will say uh, hold tight for the cliffhanger. I look forward to that arc. Yeah, you do. You said that. I didn't. You didn't hear me say it. Actually, yeah. it's okay. Justice League of America Annual Number 1 uh, will be on the Patreon only. Uh, like we said, uh, maybe that is a public service. Uh, Mystic You Number 1 is what I think Eric was hinting at, that a surprise book. A surprise book that it surprised you that it came out. I think that it will also surprise you of how well 
it's done. At least the cast of characters, you, you can't you can't beat. You also have the new talent showcase 2017 number one. Why didn't I open the app before so I'd I know what know. it was called at the beginning? You just heard that, but that will be on the main podcast as well. And the final book of the week, very short week, uh, Super Sons Annual number one. That I have what do you think of that read. one? I haven't read it yet, Eric. When we're done right. uh, this, I'm going to go off to read it. So I will do my Says due you. diligence. Now, Simon asked me when I was going to do it. I knew what he actually meant was, why are you so lazy and why haven't you done it yet? Why are I you got so the lazy, hint, you Simon. fat piece of shit? I'm Get telling on you, that. I got the hint, Simon. I, I'm going to do it, maybe. I, I told him it'll be done. I wish I would have said it'll be done Thursday. So then I could use the old joke, I didn't tell him what Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I told him the night. I didn't It'll tell be him done what right tonight. after the last Supergirl you didn't do. Yeah, yeah. Keep keep going there, Argus. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, it's always a joke with me because when we first started the site, we had Villains Month, and Eric never did the uh, the Forever Evil tie-in. The what was it? Argus. Just Argus? Was it just called Argus? Or it was, was just it called Argus. Okay. Well, we had that, but today we start going through because for some reason we were waxing nostalgic about the Villains Month and and kind of laughing because again this happened Villains Month when it happened in New Fifty Two was like a month and a half. After we started the site, and it was really something that we really like. All right, this is we're going to make our mark. We are so fresh and, and green, and wanted to get going. And then we realized now that nobody ever did the eclipse. like we thought that the only thing that we didn't do was man bet because we yeah. couldn't get a hold of the the book because at that point we just buy the books and do it. Uh, we figured out today that we didn't do eclipse either. Nope. It actually shocked me that never came up. Uh, it's anywhere. It's and like Jim, things you give me shit about Argus, but I was busy during that whole big event. I was doing the Forever Evil event. Yeah. I did Ark of War, yeah, and busy. I did. Uh, yeah, you were busy. What was the other one? Freaking. Um, it was uh, that Bane. Uh, no, what was it? No, that was Ark of War. That was the Ark of Rebellion. And what and was Argus. the other goddamn I one? Think I, that was I it. did, and I can't even think of now. I, I think it was just Argus. Goddamn face! Now I can't remember. No. Right. And also, we, and I'll go back. I'll look at the stats because I think when you were doing that, I was pretty much uh, bringing up the rear with all the other uh, books that were coming out. So we'd have to see. I, had I, all my I don't. With it. Bam. I, I don't remember what's that. No, I had all my other books with. It. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to get. Yeah, this I don't shit know what was going on. No, I, I think that Argus it just fell off. Yeah, I can't. It, it's it's a slippery slope though when you miss an issue and then you miss two and then it's done. You're never <laughs> going back and redoing it. But hey. I will tell everybody what well, we were talking about the uh, the Villains Month. It's not. It's kind of exciting to talk about it again. Uh, maybe we'll have a special episode of some sort that oh, yeah. talks about that. I don't know. I'm just talking out my ass. But yes, that is the spotlight, Eric. I hope that everybody enjoyed it. Come and listen to our regular podcast. Go over to the Patreon account at Patreon.com/slash/WeirdScience. Check out uh, everything there. See if it's you know something for you. Uh, no pressure, Eric. No pressure at all. What do we say at the end? Turn that spotlight off. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go.